The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. All are welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So grateful to be here with you on Unity Online Radio. This is the place to be to talk about your dreams today. And the number to call if you have a dream is 816-251-3555. I am So normally I'll have a guest and we'll talk about something that's kind of spiritual, esoteric, and then we'll get into dreams on the second half. But my guest today happens to be the amazing Walter Berry, who wrote this book, Drawn into the Dream. And if you're watching me on Facebook, you could see his awesome face. Say hello, Walter. Hello, Walter. Oh, I'm Walter. <laughs> <laughs> I call Walter the, I call him King Dreams a lot. He likes to be known as the Wizard of Oz, and he is known as the Wizard of Oz, like I'll have what he's having. So we're going to be talking about you and your dreams today. So feel free to call in. Today's the day to call in 816-251-3555. So here's a little bit about what the show's about. I wanted us to talk about the WTF of dreams. Like why can't they just spell themselves out? Why do they have to be so cryptic? Why? Why, Walter? Why? But let me tell you about Walter first, because I brought him on to help solve the case of why dreams are so bizarre. And if they're so darn important, why don't they just spell themselves out? So Walter Berry is, he's got a master's, he's a dream facilitator, and he also has this book drawn into the dream, how dreaming how drawing your dreams can take you to the land of Oz. He leads weekly dream groups in Los Angeles. I've been to some of them and they're fantastic. He conducts workshops locally, internationally, and is a frequent guest on radio broadcasts and podcasts like mine. Dealing with dreams, he's also a visual artist and lighting designer in the motion picture industry. His lighting work includes a giant sculpture that I have not yet seen, Walter. 
You can travel? you take me there? Can we oh, like make a date? Yeah. It's called Dreamcatcher. It's a sculpture on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. So uh, call in if you want to talk to Walter or myself about your dreams. He is he is definitely the um, the Wizard of Oz, and he is King Dreams a lot. Walter, I'm so grateful that you're here. Oh my God. Great to be here. Yes, my unicorn friend. Okay, so for those who have not heard of your book, like the drawing aspect of it, mm-hmm. you were just talking about the why is your book called Drawn into the Dream? What's the drawing aspect? Right. I discovered that if you draw your dream, and it doesn't require any skill, it's like it could be a stick figure walking up a line that's a mountain, right? It, right. When you draw your dream, it goes to the base core of the dream, which is the visual. Dreams come almost always in a visual form. You know, it's my mother's talking to a guy on a boat. You know, you got a boat, you got a mother, you got a sea. So, what happens is that when you draw the dream, you're actually reaching into the actual dream itself. Rather than the talk about it, rather than being, you know, which we do, we talk about it, it's very important, the language is an important part, but when you actually draw the dream, it actually comes alive. There's a way that there's somehow that representation, just that simple stick figures suddenly starts talking to you. And it, mm. it comes, because our dreams come from the deep unconscious, and they're very difficult to understand sometimes, you know, as we talk about but it's like there's something that even if I don't get the understanding of the dream, I now have the dream in front of me and I get something. Even if it's a mystery, I know what it is. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal what happens when you draw your dream and then, you know, work it, you know, work it and work it and work it. Oh, my goodness. So there's been I'm, I remember when I first met you at the IASD, you were sharing with me a dream. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember which one this was, but it was very much about a woman who ended up in her stick figure of her, of her dream, she drew a map basically that seemed to like um, be a biological, oh, like yes, it was her yes, body. So yes. can you say something about that dream? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's in my book, but there's a, it was a I'm wonderful thing. What she did is she, she had a dream in which she was, she, she's trying to get back to her house and she's in this submarine that goes up and it goes across the desert. And she goes to this place where her compound, which is locked up is, is is and there's two compounds that she owns and she drew a picture of this aerial view of it and what it had was oh yeah there you go there's there's the drawing there it is exactly uh if you can't if you're listening to it it's basically it's so funny because she drew this thing and it looks exactly like a body it's with a (laughs) penis and and breasts and you know and what she discovered was that we all looked at it and went we started laughing in the group because we knew exactly what it looked like it's a woman's body with a penis on it and you just go <laughs> what the hell but she didn't get it at all until she finally looked at it and went oh my god those are my mother's breasts and that i wasn't allowed in and oh my god they're my own breasts so it became a a story about her not letting men in to and the locked chambers of her life and stuff it was it was phenomenal it was hilarious yeah <laughs> oh my goodness you know i yeah so i just want to let people know if i i didn't make it clear before so walter and i are on facebook live and you can go to kelly sullivan walden dreams to see us you can see walter since this is so visual uh-huh. and um, you can also go to walter what's your page on facebook or is it is it walter berry yeah, or, or it's drawn into the dreams. Yeah, or Walter Berry. Yes, Walter Berry's fine. Or drawn into the dreams. Yeah, just like the book. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, drawn into the dream. Drawn into the dream. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that way people can watch us because, you know, why not get all of the senses? And then if you just, if you want to be able to share your dream with us, you can call in the number to call is 816-251-3555. So before when, when we were just on um, Facebook live, you were talking about a dream that you incubated last night. So first of all, talk about dream incubation for people who aren't familiar with that. Right. In dream incubation is that you can ask, uh, uh, hopefully not a stupid question, like what is the meaning of life? I've, I've done that. Hey, and- that's not a stupid question. I thought oh. there were no such thing. Well, Come you're on. probably right. But it's like, I asked that question one time and the dream returned with a parade of clowns. <laughs> I mean, a parade of clowns who were had knives and they were cutting each other. It was an app. It was, it was almost like the dream of saying, you asked the wrong question, you dummy, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But in, incubating a dream is where you can actually, right before you go to sleep, is like, you want to know the questions. Like, what, what, should I quit my job? Or do I, you know, what do I do about my love life? Or whatever the, 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 the thing is that you want to know about. And the dreams will sometimes come and answer those questions. And it's not like it's magic, it, it, but it is there's some way that our subconscious, our unconscious has a way of talking to us and saying, oh, he's, oh, he's thinking about quitting his job. Well, let's, let's investigate that and give him a dream about that. So that's right. You, you can, you incubate it. You like say, just before you go to sleep, you keep thinking, what about this? What about, what about my relationship? What about my relationship? You, and you should ask clear questions. Anyway, that's that's kind of incubating. Yes. I'll I'll add to the incubation because uh-huh. there was one time, I mean, I'm used to asking a question, having a focal point, and then you pay attention to whatever dreams you recall Ed, and you consider uh-huh. that that's an answer, like the feedback to the question, right. no yeah. matter what it is. So often I was, I was doing this. I don't know if I shared this with you, but there was a moment back in time. I love my husband. My husband is my hero my champion. He's amazing. And every once in a while we get into a little like, "Eh, I'm the alpha. No, I'm the alpha. No, I'm the alpha. No, I'm the alpha. And on this particular night, we had been arguing and I don't agree with the old wives tale about you shouldn't go to sleep angry. I think if you try to stay up all night talking about it, sometimes it becomes way worse. So it's like, no, no, no. So I, so I was like, I'm just, let's just go to sleep. So I said to my dreams, like, help me with this. Help me to resolve this. And I thought, you know what? No, screw that. Fix it. Dreams, fix this. Wow. Good night. I was very, I was, cause I was pissed at day and I was like, dreams, just fix it. <laughs> so in my dream, I had this, what I remember is there was this little boy. It was Dana as a little boy playing with a bunch of toys. And I was over his, I was looking over his shoulder and I was marveling at how precious he was. It's like, oh my God, he's so cute. And then there was this like angel over my shoulder that said, so, so why not just try loving him? And I, and I said back to the angel, but sometimes he doesn't deserve it. Like, just let it said it in that high pitched voice. But, but, but. And, and it just kept saying, why not just try loving him? Why not just try loving him? And I'm like, oh, fine. So I just, I just opened up my heart and just loved this little boy, loved him so much. I was weeping and I was like, oh my God, he's so precious. I woke up from that dream and Dana looked just like the little boy version of him. And I saw his face. I was like, oh my God, 
He is that little boy. And it was like the spell had broken. We didn't even talk about, I don't even remember what we were arguing about, but it was over it. The dreams fixed it. So I think sometimes the more clear we are about what we need, I don't think we have to be all that politically correct with our dreams. I think we can just say, yo, fix it. Good night. See you in the morning. That's a great example. That's a great example of incubation. Marvelous. Yes. Thank you. King dreams a lot. Wizard of Oz. Okay. So um, you said you incubated a dream last night. You want to say anything about that? Right. Well, I will. Because it's like, I I thought, okay, I'm going to be on Kelly's show tomorrow. I was excited about this. I thought, I want to try to see if I can incubate a dream. So I thought, I'm just, I put, I said, let me dream about Kelly and I, let me dream about Kelly and I, and let it open to that. So I had a bunch of dreams because I I remember a lot of dreams, but the one that stood out was I, I, you and I, Kelly and I are in a movie studio and we're shooting a show like this right now. Like we're doing this talking show, like, you know, Whoopi Goldberg and the people, you know, and we're, we're having the show, but the producer walks up to us and says, Oh, you know what? Let's each of you pick a friend and bring a friend with you to this thing. And I went, Oh, okay. So we go and get our friends, but, I think I'm going to one-up Kelly. I get a monkey. It's my friend, the monkey, right? So I go, okay, I'm going to come in with a monkey. They're going to die because she's going to, like, bring her Trisha or one of her best friends or somebody, whatever it is, right? (laughs) So I bring in the monkey, and they think this is hilarious. It's great. And so then Kelly walks in, and she has a horse, a white horse. And I go, no, no, it's not even just a horse. It's a unicorn. Ah, I've been upstage. So anyway, the producer loves this. They put the unicorn and the monkey in the background while you and I talk about dreams and things like that. And (laughs) meanwhile, the producer is so excited by what is going on with the monkey and the unicorn that they shoot the unicorn and the monkey instead of us. (laughs) And we get upstage. That's the dream. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so what did you, how did you, how do you play with this? Like if we were in a dream group together, Let's, what would you do with this dream? Besides, you would have drawn a picture mm-hmm. of the monkey mm-hmm. and, and so, then what do you do? Then what do you? Well, it, it's like part of it is what are the emotions inside of it, which are in, in, in my case, it's a little bit of jealousy, but it's also kind of like an excitement and goodness. And I look at all the emotions in the dream first. And then what I would do is say, okay, what is a monkey to me? And what is okay. a unicorn to me? You First, know, what is a monkey to you? What is a monkey to you? Monkey is is a playful thing. It's absolutely just like it, you know, it's stealing wallets, it's playing around, it's like jumping up and down. It's there is a there's a uh, a way that the spirit of who I am is a bit of a monkey. I mean, let's get real. You know, I mean, I'm let's a get real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you for that, and I wouldn't want you any other way. Oh my god. Yeah. And and the way I see you. Uh, Kelly, it's also, again, this is my dream, is I see you sort of a, as a mystical, magical person who's able to somehow pull out these things about dreams and stuff out of the absolute no place. You know, you are amazing with what you do. So that's the sort of thing. And so I have to look at that and go, okay, what's going on is the play between the monkey and the mystic. You know, there's a way that the monkey business and the right. mystic business is playing together. That's what the dream is trying to tell me to do is be more mystical and be more monkey like and, and integrate those things. That's my two cents on the dream. Whoa, I love this. And if if Jeremy Taylor were oh, here, who he yeah. is he is and he is here, I imagine he's 
one of your I, great mentors, as was mine. Yes. And, um, oh, I have, I'm having synchronicities of Jeremy popping up all of a sudden, ding, 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 ding. But he would uh, say uh, that our dreams never tell us what we already know. Right. Our dreams are always revealing something else. So I would, if I was going to like push around here, I might say my, if, if it were my dream, even, even the, the, the Walter aspect of me in waking life knows full well how important it is to be playful and how important the mystical aspect. So what's, Mm -hmm. what's, is this dream just a more extreme? Is it, is it having me allow more of my animal essence into the four? Is it like, why? So what is this? What's the message of this? That is something different than, than what you already knew about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're absolutely right. And what it is, is that I'm pissed off that they're, that they're looking at the monkey and the unicorn but that's the point of the dream is that the uh, monkey and the unicorn need to be seen, you know, that it's, it's, it's about them and their relationship. And it's something I didn't realize is that it's about, not about me. It's not about my ego and my book and my everything else like that. It's about the essence and the mystery of the monkey and the unicorn, you know, uh, that's at least that something of it. Oh, this is so profound. So this is like this, I feel like we just went, chunk like we just dropped into another another layer of this is there's there's something about the competition Mm -hmm. between the ego wanting attention and then the animal aspect taking over yeah and and isn't that in many ways the struggle in like the whole human struggle i mean it's like our ego is in many ways is like the troublemaker. It's the one that's like, ah, it's not enough. I want more, man, man, man. But without our ego, we would just be a blob and we would never do anything or go anywhere. So we need wow. that. Yeah, yeah. We need that yeah. ego. We need that ego that wants to be important, that wants to be significant, that wants to be recognized. Yeah. And, and yet it's maybe just the chauffeur that gets us to the show. It's not the show itself. It's like, I got you here. I opened the door and now let the animals have like that's way more entertaining mm-hmm. i mean than just the e equals mc squared here let's die let's interpret a dream it's I, like to let the animals loose yes oh yeah, exactly exactly you know that is and, a great theme okay so i'm gonna match you with another not the dream i had from last night because honestly i have been since my dog lola passed away i've oh. for the last two years i've had the hardest time sleeping and dreaming. And then even since she's passed, I've been so wonky. So I have been taking this stuff called Everest. It's like, it's, it's got CBD and a little THC and I've never been a pot girl, but Hmm. it, it does, it puts me to sleep, but it makes it in my sleep. I have to work like Indiana Jones to like grab pieces Hmm. of the dream. It's almost like they're buried and at least I'm sleeping. So I know there's like this balance, but Anyway, here's a dream I had a couple months ago, really quickly. I should, people know about this when I started doing the searching for Satya series about looking for this missing girl, bringing in all the psychics and the dream experts and people on the show to dream about where is this girl from Topanga that's been missing for Mm -hmm. nine years. And the dream I incubated, I said, I said, should I do this? Cause I'm scared. I don't want to be a buzzkill. I don't want to bum everybody out because if we're looking for a missing girl, she's either going to turn up dead or, or in a cult or either way, she doesn't want to be found. There's something, you know, mm-hmm. oh. mm-hmm. so in my dream, I was having breakfast 
at, a, at like a, rest, a restaurant and the waitress brought me out a platter of heart-shaped frosted like Valentine's Day cookies. And I was like, oh, that's nice. And she brings out for, for this woman with brown hair, who turns out that's what the girl looked like. I didn't even know this at the time that I had the dream. Long brown hair. She got eggs that were broken and a side of unicorn. A little purple unicorn. <laughs> what? Okay. Right. Not for eating, but just for garnish. It was a little mini unicorn on the plate. And I said, oh, I want what she's having. Talk about FOMO. It's like a bunch of just a heart fluffy stuff. Like, what's that going to do anybody? That's just a bunch of sugar. But I want some protein. The eggs, even if they're broken. To me, that was about like the connection with her and her family, like broken, but a side of magic. Like I, I'll have a side dish of magic. So I decided to do the series and it turned out to be an amazing thing. And I believe we found her. She's on the other side nine years later, but Mm. there's a memorial that will happen anyway. So that's a whole other, that's a whole other ball of wax. Walter Berry. (laughs) Wow. Unicorn dream. Yes, exactly. You know, wow, that's good. And it, it speaks to her, somebody's missing like that. It's about a unicorn, which are, are on, they're rare, it's so rare that you don't even ever see them. Oh. So it's like, you know, she is a, she is a unique spirit and uh, with a lot of broken things in, in her life. Yeah. It's, they, you, oh. you, hit, you hit something there, you know? Oh my God. That is, you know what? And that's another layer that I didn't even think about the part right. that is, it's so unique. And she was, she was like too sensitive for this world, too yes, special, yes. too, like a lot of creative people feel like it's too much to be in this world. And, and, <clears throat> and I'm, I am in a sense of, if I don't want to go on about the dream, but it's like, I also have this heart. I have this love. I'm in a sense offering that to her. I'm trying to push these, these, these cookies, these heart shaped cookies in a way uh, to, towards her. So that's, that, that was my job to try to find her. So it really oh. reflects, I think the whole process a little bit. Well oh, done. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It ended up being amazing, but let's, let's talk to, let's, let's open up the line. We've got Denise who's here. And for anyone else who's listening, if you have a dream, you want to share with Walter Berry and myself, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Denise, not going to make you wait till the end of the show. You're always so patient. We're going to bring you on right darn Hi. Now. Denise, Hi. What's on your heart today? What have you been dreaming about? And you don't have to rush like normally. It's like. Yeah, you're right. I like don't. I'm, halfway I'm normal. Not doing it. Um, I don't. Um, I don't particularly care for this dream. I well, no, I'm not going to say that. Okay. I, and, and here lately, the dreams haven't been long. It's just more images, but I had a dream that um, there were some kittens, and the kittens, um, they they were away from the mother. It was like two or three of them away from the mother, and they're kind of lethargic. It seemed like they had been away from her so long that they really had no movement, or they, uh, they just didn't seem like a kitten. Awfully small. I think four to six weeks. Anyway, in the dream. It just hurt me to my little heart. So I, I, I found the mother. Wait, say that and, last and thing. I, it hurt your heart? Yeah, it hurt my heart the day that they were just kind of, you know, not kind of yeah. responsive. They were, 
They seemed, mm. I ain't going to say they were ill. I'm going to say that they might have been sleek, but still, the kittens are so playful, and they seem to be kind of, I don't know. Anyway, mm. I I got those two or three, and I found the mother, and I, you know, uh, cats are so maternal. They 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 gotta be. They, they're they're so maternal. I think they're one of the most. Mater- well, I ain't gonna say one of the most, but they're very maternal. They don't play with their children. Anyway, I I took those three or two, and I found the mother. And of course, she was laying down, and other kittens was you know feeding off of her breast. And I just took all three of them and put them where her breast was. And she looked up at me like, "Thank you. Have a nice day." And I walked away. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, so Denise, I have a I have a crazy question for you. And I wonder, this is not something I normally do, but I'm wondering if you could take a minute while Walter and I talk about your dream and if you could just grab any sheet of paper and just do like a little stick figure drawing of this dream. Just like even and, and you may be a way better artist than I am. I'm the worst in the world and I've and I've done this. So would you be willing to do that? Yes. And even though you're not on Facebook with us, um, I, I don't know, maybe you could text it to me. We'll just see it first, just draw the picture and, and Walter and I are going to talk. So just kind of don't listen to us while you focus and draw your picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. so Walter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm, I want us to be quiet. So, so that we don't distract Denise, but I guess we have a show to do. So we can't. Right. Let me see. Yeah, we got to talk. What yeah. would I what would I draw? I would draw. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, draw draw <laughs> so, the three little cats, draw the other cat, and draw your hand or something. Whatever you don't want to do. Yeah, just something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the little cats, if I was going to, I would just make them like little teeny little. I mean, they would. Yeah, oh God, they were I, teeny. Nobody the wants me to be their down. partner in Pictionary. Nobody <laughs> has any idea. I got my, I was drawing a bee for Pictionary. And I was point, and it was like I had the stripes and a beak, and everyone's like, "What the hell is that?" I forgot to draw the wings, so nobody knows what the heck I'm doing. Okay, so Walter, once she, so Denise is going to have a little cursory drawing, and and then what do you do? What do you what What will we explore with her? Right. Uh, well, the first question I would ask Denise is, "What are the emotions inside of you? What do I feel while all this is going on?" If you can draw and talk at the same time, uh, I. What are, what are you feeling? I was feeling, well, see, first of all, I have an obsession with cats. Everybody knows that. I used to see stray cats and everybody, I got put out of an apartment complex because I refused to stop. So that should tell you how much I love a cat. I got evicted, not literally, but they were like, you have to go or stop okay. feeding them. I chose to go because I felt wow. like they needed to eat. But I'm, but I'm a motherless oh woman. I'm a motherless woman and I'm starting to think that maybe, um, that maternal instinct was just so, I don't know, but I love a cat. I love, well, I love animals, period, but I, I just love a cat. So the emotion I had that day was, my God, they need to be with their mother. Yes. Where is the mother? They need when to say, eat. When you say you're a motherless woman, so that means your mom is on the other side. No, I'm sorry. You- I, no, no, I said, I said that wrong. I am a woman who did not bear a child. So, no, I am oh. a, what am I? I am... I am a. So we're gonna we're gonna come right back from this break. So sorry to interrupt you in the middle of such a such a moment, but we're gonna talk about this when we get to the other side of the break with Walter Berry. His book is drawn into the dream. We'll be right back on Unity Online Radio. 
Promoting positivity and inclusivity, you're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Just having an interpretive dance over here with Walter Berry. You're <laughs> listening to the Ask Dr. Dream show, and we are taking your dreams. The number to call is 816-251-3555. That's if you're listening to us on Unity Online Radio Live, but you can also watch us on Facebook Live and watch our interpretive dances uh, that... <laughs> Vogue, Vogue, Vogue. And to see Walter acting like acting out his dream of being a monkey and me acting out my the dream of being a unicorn. <laughs> Go to my web, my Facebook page, which is Kelly Sullivan Walden Dreams. You can also watch us from Walter Berry's page, which is facebook.com forward slash drawn into the dream. And that happens to be the same title as his book, Drawn yeah. into the Dream. And this is not a book, by the way it's a universe. It's, <laughs> it's a life. It's a world. It is so inspiring and so full of insights and so full of fun and magic. Like talk about connecting us back to the source of our wildness. This is a wild book, Walter. Thank you. Yeah. I think I'm going to start a wild book club and have my little endorsement be like, yes, <laughs> you, this is, this is a wild dreaming book. It's so wonderful. Drawn into the dream. So we were just right before the break, we were talking to Denise about her dream about these kittens that are lethargic and they're away from their mother and Denise it's, it hurts her heart to see them like this. And she picks three of them up. She finds that there's some, there's three other cats that are nursing on the mom and she just picks up the cats and puts them on the breast of the mother cat. And the mother looks up and says, yo, thanks. And, and that's the dream. And Walter, if you could give a little nutshell of what you said to Denise while we were on um, Facebook just now. Yeah. Your... My, yeah. My, my thing was, is it's about me being proactive and moving those cats to where they believe. I don't have to do that. I could just leave them. I could take them home with me. I could uh, turn them into monkeys. But instead, I take <laughs> them and give them to the mother. That's the moment I think that's the talks to me at uh, uh, the dreamer is that good she is and it's not just about cats this is about 
feeding myself. Because yeah. if we talk, you know, we talk yeah. about the, uh, the dream always being uh, all yeah. parts of the dream are me. I am the mother. Yeah. I am the cats. There's a way yeah. that I need to feed myself at this moment. Yeah. I need, there's yeah. some part of me that's, that the, there are these three little kittens or stuff that's, yeah. I'm guessing yeah. there's things that, that in my life that I need to move on and be fed. Yeah. I need to yeah. be fed. Not just, not just, I know that you take care of cats forever, but it's also, I need to be fed. And that's the dream yeah. talking about that. I need to be moved to that mother place and it is what uh, what uh, Kelly's talking about is like the wildness. It's not it's not like a mother mother. It's actually an animal, and so there's this yeah. animal instinct. It's really clear. Anyway, that's my two cents. Uh, oh <sighs> my God, this man, this man is as Dion Sanders would say in football. This Mr. Walter is the truth. <laughs> oh my goodness, this man! Oh, he is. That's yeah. why they call him the Wizard of Oz. So Denise, thank you so much for sharing this, this fantastic dream that starts off catastrophic, but it ends up quite um, cataclysmically wonderful. Only only a unicorn would think that. Okay. (laughs) Denise, thank you for sharing this awesome dream with us. See you next week. You're welcome. Thank you, honey. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let's go from, let me see, Chelsea. Chelsea, what you dreaming about, Chelsea? Welcome. <laughs> is it Chelsea? Hey, Clinton? No, I don't have an animal. Chelsea Clinton. Yes. But... No, this is Chelsea. This is a different Chelsea. Chelsea, meet Walter Berry. Walter Berry, meet Chelsea. What you got? What you been dreaming about, Chelsea? Hey, Kelly. Hey. <laughs> You're oh, on. <laughs> I didn't know if it was me for a second. <laughs> Thought it was a different Um, So I don't have an animal dream to share, but um, I wanted to oh, share. Oh, forget it. That... Bye. That's right. See ya. See yeah. ya. Yeah. It's got to be a cat dream. <laughs> There's no unicorn uh, in it. No I don't want it. Just kidding. Go ahead, Chelsea. <laughs> so earlier this week, I had um, a dream theme back to back in two different dreams that I just wanted to share quick. Um, okay. The first dream. I was shopping at a mall, and it was getting close to closing time, so I buy my stuff and uh, leave the store, and I'm walking out to my car. And on the way to my car, this man approaches me, this really enthusiastic man, and he mentions that he remembers that I worked at one of the stores, and he's asking about, like, my work history and telling me that with all of my work experience and all my experience in general that he's positive that, you know, um, I'm going to succeed in whatever endeavor that I have. So we're walking and talking and uh, this car approaches and he opens the door and asks if I still have time to chat. But the little fear comes over me and I was like, oh, like stranger danger. Like, and I turned him down for the offer and the dream ended. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I didn't get in the car. And so... Mm -hmm. And then I go back to sleep, and my second dream is that I am um, entering a classroom, and it's before class is starting, and the teacher is getting everything set up. Um, I go to the front of the class to get a closer seat, and he looks up, and of course, it's Robert Moss, <laughs> and he smiles at me, and he is uh, getting everything ready. He uh, pulls down a projector screen and turns on one of those old-school projectors. And he is projecting my uh, resume. 
I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting there waiting for the rest of the class to get there. And this group of boys uh, stumbles stumbles in. And I recognize them um, from people in high school. Um, there were, like, this group of boys that used to, like, to bully me. So they're kind of all choosing to sit around me. And then right before class starts, more more of them come in, but they park right in front of my seat in this big white van that is, like, blocking my view. So I try to find a different spot, but all the seats are already taken. So I, like, raise my hand and tell Robert, I'm like, what the heck? Like, my view is totally obscured, and they're taking up too much space. And he Ooh. also gets a bit annoyed and, and agrees that um, I deserve space as well and that my space shouldn't be obscured. And that was the end of my dream. Okay, okay. Hmm. Oh my God. Okay, Walter, I will pass it to you. I'll pick up when you come Uh, back. Jesse, what are are the feelings involved in the dream? Just generally, is it like I'm happy, sad, uh, I'm I'm upset, I'm crazy? Um, In the first dream, I thought it was, I felt that enthusiasm of like, you know, someone kind of being your... uh, you know, your yes man, like, you know, pumping you up. And the mm. second dream, I, um, I thought it was kind of funny that Robert was also annoyed with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Hey, good for him validating you. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, my, my thoughts on it are, it's a, a I, I'm just going to jump to the thing, if that's okay. I was Please think, jump. We've got a lot of callers going on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is about value, my self-value. This is because it, it, it and my self-doubt about that, in a sense, because this man who says, oh, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. And I go, eh, you know, and it's understandable as a woman. You go, I don't want to climb in a car with somebody that I don't know. So that's advisable. But in the dream, it's sort of like I'm hesitant about actually accepting the greatness of who I am. And the same thing happens when Robert Moss puts my my history right up on the screen and what stands in front of my understanding my own greatness is this bullying thing that's from high school. It's still in my craw. That is still stuck in my craw and it's this white van full of these bully bastards that that, that, that did something to me. And so that I got to look back at that and say what about that? What what do I need to resolve about that in order for me to actually have myself seen for the greatness of who I am? That's my two cents. Ooh, that's wonderful. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm going to weigh in really quick as well. And just, <laughs> just synchronistically, Chelsea, I feel like um, you're, my, you're like my twin sister or something. I am in the, <laughs> literally in my world, I'm writing... Um, a memoir and there's so much of these themes. I mean, the whole thing starts off with somebody being like, Hey baby, you're the best. I'm going to make you a star. And I get into the car and it's like a cautionary, like, like he might've been, his compliments might've been valid, like a blend of what's valid, but also manipulative. And I think there's something in my process of trying to sort out what's true, what is empowering and what isn't. And then there's also the boys in school that were just awful that like, and so to me, there's this, if it's my dream, because it is, it's an important process to sort through what's the, what's the legitimate stuff that I can keep that is golden. That is my, 
that is what makes me successful and what's the fluff and where have I, where have I been tainted by other people getting in my way and also Mm. just like their own agenda. And it just makes me think of this, this prayer that I might've mentioned on this show before. I'm not sure, but I've spent in different times. um, I've been around monks a lot. Dana and I seem to just attract groups of monks. And there's this one monk that was, that spoke English really well. And he was able to tell me some of the stuff that the monks were doing. And every time somebody would give the monks a gift, they would give them flowers, they would give them food, they would, whatever the monks would do this very specific prayer. And I noticed a theme. I'm like, this isn't just a general prayer. This is a specific prayer. What is What's in this prayer? And he said, basically what we're doing is saying, thank you for the good intent inside what you're giving me. I want to take just the gold and all the rest of the strings attached. I don't want them. And I'm letting all of those go. And it just looks like a very humble prayer as you're accepting. So I, so I'm picturing if it's my dream, bringing in this monk to, to sort through so that what's left on the resume, what's projected out can be pure and clean and, and not obstructed. So ultimately I feel like that's where it's headed. And I'm sorry that I made it too much about me, but it is an if it were my dream situation. So how do you feel about this at this moment? Oh, and Walter, I see you opening your mouth. Did you want to say something else? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Chelsea, what are you, how are you feeling about this dream right now? Um, I've shared this dream a couple times and I've gotten a lot of good feedback. The I didn't have an action plan as much for the first dream, but I really like the suggestion uh, another dreamer gave me of kind of what you guys were touching on. And I didn't get that right away of like, kind of stepping into the fear instead of like, you know, going all in. And she's like, what if you got into the car of enthusiasm and where would it bring you? So Mm -hmm. I really liked that suggestion and I'm going to try some dream (laughs) reentry. Yeah. And and I would get up and and at the back of that van and push it out of the way, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I might even like, in in scrolling deeper i would understand that those it's just like boys and walter you tell me if this is true like boys in elementary school how they pull the girl's hair that they like and it's like a backwards way of saying i like you i'm attracted to you that this tauntingness so i would even say their 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 attempt to get in the way is them just wanting to be important and maybe even i might even play with the dream and have them get behind me and support me instead of getting in my way like if I like that. Oh, she froze up. <laughs> there she Ooh, did I freeze? You did for a second. Ah, okay. I can hear yes, you. So. Okay. Thank you, Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. Chelsea, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Thank what an you. awesome dream. All right. Keep me posted. All right. We are going to go with, let's see. We've got, that looks like Brett. Let's go to Brett. Brett. I think you're a first time caller. What's Hello? on your heart today? Hi. Ooh, what's going on? Hi there. On? How's it going? Hi. Greetings, Brett. Yeah, you can hear me. Great. So I'll be quick. I had a dream a while ago. I've been meditating more and more this year. Hmm. And I'm meditating on somebody I'm missing. Now, um, Wait a second. Is this Brett Brett? Yes, it's Brett. Brett. Brett Brett. Oh, my God. From Alberta, yes. Long time no talk. It's so great to hear your voice. Yeah. Okay. Long it's time not a first-time caller, first-time caller at all. It's just been a minute. All right. Keep no going. No problem. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, I do have a dream about a drawing, in fact. So I dreamt about a drawing. Um, <laughs> I was observing this drawing, and 
when I was looking at it, it had, it was blue. The person in it was completely blue, kind of like some pictures I've seen of some blue people from another world or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, the, it, it exuded this really heavy sadness. And when I was looking at it, I almost, all of a sudden switched over to, uh, the person who it was representing and that Mm. person had undergone some physical trauma to their face and head. And that was coming through the photo or through the the painting essentially is what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was it. That's what I had a dream about. And it was just the ability to see through the painting and see the actual person that it represented. It was kind of cool. And it exuded a really heavy sadness and traumatic kind of feeling. Mm. Oh, okay, Mr. Walter, Walter Berry, what's your yeah? Name? For me, this is because I, I, I did the drawing thing. It's it's actually with what happens. It's sort of like I don't know. If you're, are you familiar with Jackson Pollock? But Jackson Pollock did all these drip paintings and stuff like that, where it's like the and it makes absolutely no sense. But I am I'm an avid lover of him. And you stand in front of it, and something happens to you. You go inside the the. The, the painting, and I have no idea what it is that I'm experiencing, but it is an absolute sense of awe that I get. I'm mm-hmm. getting that from this also, in the sense mm-hmm. that if my meditation, my bringing, it's the actual, I am traveling beyond this painting into the interior of this, not only my own soul, but I suspect the soul of this person that has been hurt, you know, and I am experiencing this. I am, I am experiencing empathy. That's, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah. but it feels yeah. like, and the blues is of course what, you know, we always talk about having the blues. That's, mm-hmm. it's an ideal thing where it's, the blue is again, that it's also the, 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 the what the uh, sixth chakra is the blue, I think. And it's, it's the third eye. Right. I think if I remember right, or no, is that throat? I forgot. <laughs> I think no, it's, no, it's the throat. It's the throat chakra. Sorry. And so it's, it's, it's about my voice too, if that's the case too. So there's, for me, this is a, an, an entrance into a deep sense of the unconscious that my meditation and my dream work is going to, and my understanding of what this means to be hurt like this. It's uh, that's where I am with it at the moment. Ooh, 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 ooh. I want to just throw in. I like that. I never thought of those kind of things with this dream for sure. Thank you. Oh, it's so beautiful. I just, um, I was just listening to this, Alan Watts reading his favorite quote from one of Carl Jung's lectures. And the basic idea was about how do we really heal somebody as a doctor, as a, as a practitioner, as somebody who's, who's witnessing people who come to them in their pain and the bottom line. And it was such a beautiful piece, really incredible. He said that there's something about the, the art of the art of just simply witnessing the person's struggle without judging it to be able to just kind of enter into that space with them. Even if you don't know how to heal it or what they should do or where they should go, like without any prescription, just joining with them and witnessing can be the most healing thing. And a person can only do that if Hmm. they've done that for themselves. Yes. Yes. If they've witnessed and they've stepped into their own blueness if they've been in their own blues and didn't freak out and didn't run away, then you can step. And I loved the way you said this. It was like, I saw through 
the art to the person beneath it. Mm. So it's like, to me, this just feels like such a healing and it might be for another person, or it might be part of my own journey, or it might be, I don't know. It feels like it's both personal and it feels like it could be very collective if it were my dream. Um, it speaks well, as Walter would say, it speaks well of the dreamer to be able to have such a, such empathy. So Walter. What I would do if I to honor this dream is I would take a giant piece of paper and just paint it blue or pencil it blue in, in any way that you wanted to do it and put it up somewhere in your house. And when you look at it, go to that place. It would be a, an invitation to that meditative place and you will discover more things because that, that painting or that whatever it is would be an entrance into the just like it is in the dream it's an invitation to the entrance into the unconscious and the connection to this deep self yeah wow yes that's so true i've been wearing a lot of blue actually i've been calling called to wear a lot of blue and also decorate my room in more blues as well so yeah that's i i that speaks to that for sure yeah, I love it. If you were on Thank our you. Facebook Live, you'd see that Walter and I are both wearing different shades of blue. <laughs> this is a very blue no. day, and I feel like there's wow. a there's a there's a theme connected in with all the dreams that we've heard so far. Denise's dream about the kittens had a had a blue, like a melancholy quality to it, mm-hmm. and and Chelsea's um, kind of the struggle of get get out of my way. Let me. I want to be. I want to be seen, and let me. And this being this notion of going through the painting to the person beneath it, it, this feels like there's something, it just feels so powerful to me, this theme here about like not shying away from it, not running away. There's like a reward that comes from the, it's from the pain of being able to actually sit with it and go and be drawn into this dream, Mm -hmm. drawn into the drawing and be, be a part of this healing. And then there's a, there's the reward on the other side, I think is a superpower. I'm finding this just to to connect back with even Chelsea's dream my my the process of me writing these stories and drawing this out i feel like i'm getting deeper and deeper underneath these stories to what was really going on that my sur- my surface mind perceived completely incorrectly or it was correct for a certain superficial layer but that wasn't at all what was going on mm-hmm. and there's a depth that is on the other side when we when we go deeper into it so there's many gifts here um walter were you can I say one more yeah, thing? Yeah, no, it is exactly that. It's, it's looking into the depth. It's what we don't do. We so yeah. rarely do in our society. We're talking about the news. We're talking about Ukraine. We're talking about this. It's it's looking inside and looking for those moments where we could take a whole field of blue and just fall into it or put cats on a mother's breast or whatever <laughs> it is. It's, it's an amazing sense that it, I think you, you got it. It's like it's looking inside. It's looking that deep place that often doesn't make sense. And when it doesn't make sense, that's the beauty. The mystery yeah. is what it's all about. Mr. Brett, thank you so much for calling in. I want to hear more from you. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful dream with us. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. All right. Have a great we're, day. We're going to take you too. We're taking one more caller. We've got Cheryl. Cheryl, I don't know if you're a first time caller or not. Are you first time? I am the first time. Oh my God. Welcome. Welcome. Confetti everywhere. All right. (laughs) Cheryl, you've got just a couple of minutes. So let's Walter and I would love to hear your dream. Well, it's a short dream, so that'll be great. Um, Perfect. 
So I had the stream a few days ago, and a few nights ago, and um, it was my my husband just passed. So oh, honey. Um, oh wow, my heart goes yeah. out to you. Thank you. Um, wow. So we have wood floors and um, an adjustable foundation, and uh, there's no basement below. And in my dream, I've been telling him there's something wrong with the floor. And he's just disregarded it, saying that it's fine, but it looked like it was buckling. And then I look at the floor, I walk in the room, look at the floor, and I go to step on it, and the whole thing falls in. And it keeps falling, and I'm almost drawn in, but I I stop myself, and I see all this um, stuff underneath, like you would see in a back east, um, like a basement but we don't have that here. And, and then um, I'm just like, oh, my God, do you see what's happening? He said, it's fine, it's fine, and we'll take care of it. And I'm like, but look at it. And, um, and the, the dream was over. <gasps> wow. Okay, Walter and I are freaking out. Walter, hit it. Go. Oh, we only have it. a couple of minutes. So it's, it's, it's about, well, first of all, wow, the man has, has passed. And there's a way that he's, in a sense, underground or whatever. If there's a way that I am connecting to the deep unconscious. And he's saying, it's okay. It's okay to look in this place of, of depth that I didn't even realize I had. I didn't even realize that I had a basement. I don't have a basement. I don't have a basement. Guess what you do? It, my unconscious is so deep and so connected to him. And there's a way that this, there's a beauty in this that it's almost invites me down into that space. And, and with all the pain, with all the anguish that goes with somebody passing, especially if it's a husband, it's just amazing that I am able to like actually on my foundation or be able to like slip down below that. It's a beautiful oh, thing. I'm, I'm not so covering fits- it it yeah. so fits with the theme of going beneath it, going yes. into it. If yes. it were my dream, it feels like um, ha- having my husband die, if it were my dream, cool. and my foundation is wonky. My, my, yeah. my whole sense of groundedness is oh, not solid. It's, it's, I have an adjustable foundation, but it's kind of like the whole wabi-sabi notion, like where, where, the, where the art breaks that's where you, that's where the, you can pour the gold in and you can create an art piece that's a thousand times more, more rich, more valuable than the piece before. So having the foundation be rocked, it's like, oh no, but oh yeah, wow, there's all this depth. There's all these things. There's these resources. I didn't realize we're right beneath my feet and there's more, there's much here to explore. So I feel like, and yes, there's a trauma, but yes, there are riches here, like of equal and opposite measure. So I wish you. And the key for me is that he says it's okay. Even though I don't believe him, he's the one who's passed. He's the one who knows there is a reassurance from my husband to say, it's okay, Cheryl. Ah, on that note, thank you so much for calling in, Cheryl. And I hope that we hear from you again in the future. And Walter Berry, as we sign off, thank you for joining me, the Wizard of Oz. Thank you for King Dreams a lot. Go, everybody, get his book, Drawn Into the Dream, How Drawing Your Dreams Can Take You to the Land of Oz. Walter Berry, I love you. Thank you so much for being my partner in Shine. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for calling in. This was so much fun. Let's do it again soon. You've got a unicorn. See you next week. And until then, don't take your dreams lying down.
Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.